the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor. Uh, honored to be filling in for The Bruce Hooley. And hopefully we'll get to hear from Bruce uh, in the next day or two and get his opinion on the second GOP presidential debate. I enjoyed the first two segments. Uh, Dave, thank you for your input. Lad, thank you for yours. And uh, now I'm ready to talk with you about a topic uh, that is super important. But before I do that, uh, let me ask you, uh, are you getting married this year and still looking for a venue at the last minute? Or maybe it's 2024, 2025. You need to go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com. That's thelegacyonpossumrun.com. There, there you will find three beautifully unique spaces comprising 20,000 square feet all under one roof. You can check the calendar to see what dates are available. Pricing is there. You can also access uh, images of all the cool decorations that you get with your package when you book a wedding there. That's thelegacyonpossumrun.com, thelegacyonpossumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Speaking of legacy, our children are our legacy. And scripture says that a wise man not only provides for his children, but he provides for his children's children. And uh, children in multiple ways are indeed involved in this critically important issue known as issue one. And it's an issue on which you will have a chance to vote in November. Now, it is being pitched as reproductive health or codifying Roe v. Wade. And uh, look, I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to pull any punches. That's just false. Um, But you've heard me say it enough. So I'm going to welcome now Logan Church. And uh, Logan Church is political director at Catholic Vote. And she wrote an incredible piece uh, that gets right to the morrow of the issues. And we're going to kind of talk through several of the salient points she brings up in the piece that's titled Seeing Beyond Euphemisms. Women and children are under attack in Ohio this fall. So, Logan, uh, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Hi, how are you? Ah, super fantastic. Uh, excited to talk with you. Um, sometimes, to be frank, I, I have trouble sleeping at night because I don't believe um, a, a wide enough majority of Ohioans truly understand what's at stake with issue one. And so I want to talk with you about that. And I want to tee it up this way. Um, I'm on Twitter, and I, look, I, I jab a lot with even our elected representatives. And Casey Weinstein, who's a state representative, uh, I believe, from the Hudson, Ohio area, uh, posted something today. And, I mean, this guy is the king of the euphemisms and the misdirection. And here's what his tweet said, and, and I want you to address it and then just kind of pivot it into one of the keys of your article. Uh, the, the tweet says, you cannot be for government-mandated pregnancy – and personal freedom at the same time. Um, 
that's one of the talking points. I think it goes right to the euphemisms uh, that you're talking about. Uh, how do you how do you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, well, I think anyone who knows uh, Casey's political stance, they know that you know that that tweet makes a lot of sense for everything he stands for, or more so what he doesn't stand for. So that tweet's not surprising to me. He's quite the Twitter troll. Um, you know, I think it's really important to remember that they want you to believe that this is about pro-life versus pro-abortion. And it's about so much more than that. It's not about the personal freedom to decide, let's put the whole abortion thing aside. Mm -hmm. This goes so much deeper than that, because what people don't realize that they're voting on is they're voting on taking away protections for women and children. And we're not just talking unborn children. We're talking our children who are walking on this earth today, walking in the state of Ohio, attending school, we are voting to remove protections for them as well. You make a great point at the beginning of your piece, and you write, parental consent has become standard in the United States because Americans know there is a fundamental difference between children and adults. It is why children may not drive, purchase alcohol, or smoke cigarettes. If you are a parent and your son or daughter scrape their knee at a public school, the school administration would need a written or at the very least verbal consent to give your child Tylenol. This radical proposed amendment, though, crushes, pulverizes that axiom or that principle. Uh, Tell our listeners how. Yeah, so essentially the way that the amendment is written, it would then remove any distinction between an adult female and a child when it comes to abortion. So your child, your 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old daughter could get an abortion without even getting your consent or informing you. And it goes a step farther because of the way that reproductive health, quote-unquote, is defined. That also means that our children can receive sex change, transgender mutilation surgery, without even telling us. And so, you know, this raises a lot of red flags. Obvious ones are there right in front of us, but it goes even deeper because if we're removing parents from the most basic health care decisions in our children's lives, what else are we going to remove them from? Well said. Uh, and, you know, I want to address one of the, I don't know, objections, if you will, that I get when I talk about this issue often. And that's that, uh, well, look, this is not going on. Uh, we're not transitioning kids without parents knowing. There's no way that they're going to lop off a body part or start taking drugs. But here's what I want to point to. I want to point to two things. One, if we are giving the permission for that to happen, it inevitably will. Because once the camel's nose is under the tent, then there's no stopping it. But here's the other part. I've written specifically, personally, about this going on in schools. And it may not show up as gender surgery right away. But here's how it shows up. A student who may be confused going through a rush of hormones has uh, a couple of instances at school and an activist teacher or counselor sees that situation and then says, oh, Johnny, do you want me to call you Jane? Or Jane, do you want me to call you Johnny? And then that student starts socially transitioning. And then as you can imagine, the impact of that social transition is psychological. And I wrote specifically about a school district in central Ohio where that exact situation happened to a a girl in middle school. And the parents did not find out until that child was suicidal, deemed suicidal by the school counselor. 
Um, we've got about two minutes here. Actually, there's a lot to talk through. So let me ask you this. Can you, uh, I want you to, I want you to address that, but can you stick with us too for this next segment? Cause I want to talk about the healthcare implications of, of this for yeah. women. But, um, so how do you address that? Do you, are you hearing the same thing on the street? And, and I mean, that is a huge misnomer and red herring, isn't it? That this is not yeah. going to happen. Right. So a lot of people talk about, you know, well, this, my child's normal. My child isn't like that. And it's, it's not about that. Like you said, it's about protecting our children and our children's children. And what they're attempting to do is normalize something that should not be normalized. And kids at that age are going through so many hormonal changes. Like you said, they just want to be accepted and loved and part be, be accepted into a community. And when they're going through all of these changes, I mean, it used to be you had to worry about your kid, you know, smoking a cigarette or drinking alcohol because their friends are doing that. But now you're having to ask yourself, is my child going to consider transitioning just to be accepted? I mean, it's insane that we're even having these conversations in the first place. And it's even more insane that it's actually happening in Ohio. And the groups that are really pushing for this, the ACLU, they have publicly decreed parental rights for a long time. There's another group called, is it Surge or Urge? Uh, their social media platform is chock full of anti-parental right tweets and Facebook posts. And then, uh, oh, gosh, what's the other in Planned Parenthood? We know that they've come out and said that uh, reproductive freedom and, and gender freedom are, are you know hand in glove. So this really is about parental rights, too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say it's largely about parental rights. At the end of the day, and we'll talk more about this next segment, but at the end of the day, I truly believe the extreme left, the ACLU, they're using this issue of abortion, this emotional issue of abortion as a Trojan horse to push this very evil anti-parent agenda because for whatever reason, they think the government would make better parents than we do. And that is a terrifying notion as the father of a 10-year-old girl and the bonus dad of uh, a 12-year-old girl and 10-year-old boy. Um, it, it, it's unfathomable that in this land we are now backed into a corner fighting for the right to raise and, and rear our children. Hey, uh, stay tuned for The Bruce Woolley Show. Hey, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I want to jump right in uh, because we have Logan Church on the line, and uh, she is the political director. Uh, is, it's for Catholic Vote, correct? Catholic Vote Ohio or Catholic Vote in general? Catholic Vote in general, but I am also running Catholic Vote Ohio. Perfect. And uh, we are talking about Ohio issue one, and I just want to remind our listeners that the language of the proposed amendment reads, every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. Now, every individual does, so that takes away the distinction between man, woman, minor, and adult. And so we've talked about how uh, outlawing protections for the most vulnerable, that's what that does. It, 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 it says that, uh, and by the way, people who want kids to gender transition say that uh, that whole existence of what I would call gender dysphoria increases uh, you know, the risk of suicide. Uh, so if that's true, why are, why are we keeping parents in the dark? Um, but so we've talked a little bit about that, but Logan, I want to get into this because the first, uh, the last commercial that came out talked about protecting women's health. Um, but this proposal eliminates some of the basic health and safety regulations for women. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, so actually the Diocese of Cincinnati just had a great video come out this week that really breaks this down. It breaks down the four points of the amendment really, really well. So if you guys haven't seen that video, check it out. Just look up Diocese of Cincinnati, Issue 1. Um, but one of the things they talk about, you've seen in the new ad, they're talking about miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies and saying how, you know, unless this passes that we're harming women in those areas, they won't be able to get, you know, the health care that they need, which is absolutely a lie. It is absolutely false. Ectopic pregnancies and miscarriage care, that is just health care. That is not abortions. That is not reproductive freedom. Um, and so they're lying to you when they say that. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, there are very few regulations on the abortion industry as it is. It is the least regulated healthcare industry currently because nobody wants to be the person that regulates abortion because they automatically become a bad guy if they want to put some common sense regulations in. But as it stands right now, you have to be within a certain vicinity of a hospital in case something goes wrong and there has to be some level of doctor care. This amendment will remove that completely. So now abortion clinics can be whenever, wherever they want to be with any sort of provider they deem acceptable to be doing these abortions and they're doing them as outpatient surgeries with very little follow-up and it's putting women's lives at risk and that's terrifying. So just to reiterate, the um, the false claim in the commercial of the yes vote for issue one claiming that ectopic pregnancies and uh, miscarriages essentially will not be allowed, That is that is false and furthermore, you're explaining that uh, this amendment would take away some of the basic health regulations for women, which actually would keep them safer in the event of an abortion. And um, look, 72% or so of Americans believe that uh, abortion really shouldn't happen beyond 15 weeks. Now, I have a familial experience where there was a premature birth at just over 20 weeks, the child was about 1.5 pounds. Now, people who don't want to talk about abortion and call it what it is would say, well, that's a fetus. Well, that fetus is now alive and has been alive for over 20 years uh, as an adult. Uh, he's an adult now. And so he survived being born you know, just over 20 weeks. So that, that's a misnomer too. But um, do, do people really recognize, you're out on the trail, that this would open up abortion to birth for matters of convenience? Right. So I think most people are so confused by this issue as is. Most people don't even realize that the Harpy bill hasn't gone into effect in Ohio. Mm -hmm. When I'm out talking to people, everyone assumes whether they're on our side or not, they're all, they all say, well, we have the Harpy bill. No, we don't. We have 20, we have abortion up until 22 weeks in Ohio as it currently stands under the law. And so most people think they're just voting on whether or not we can have abortions in Ohio, period, which is really unfortunate because, you know, while they want to say, well, nobody has late-term abortions, well, if nobody has late-term abortions, and that's what the left constantly says, it's such a small, you know, a minority. Well, if that's the case, then why are we pushing it so aggressively in every state? <laughs> Touche. Um, and again, it's the argument. Once the camel's nose is under the tent. And by the way, if you don't want late term abortions, don't make the language ambiguous. Make it specific, which they have not done, because the intent is to abort up to birth. And by the way, how, how do we know that? Because in the proposed amendment, not only does it talk about the right to abort to protect the mother's life, but also the mother's health. And uh, case law tells us that that can include a lot of things, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Absolutely. So health, you know, we've had a lot of scholars look into this, legal scholars, and so to say as it affects her life and health, that could be defined as simply as mental health, family situations, financial situations. I mean, really, it is left so vague to say that it's up to the abortion provider. Again, emphasis on that. They're not doctors typically. Um, it's up to the abortion provider to decide whether or not this is this is an abortion that needs to take place for any reason. So we've got, well, let me look at the clock here, about, about two minutes. Um, I want you to dive into this because I oftentimes don't think that we think about the unintended consequences. So now I'm going to sum it up. This proposed amendment would allow for abortion on demand up to birth for matters of convenience. It would allow minors to abort without parental involvement. It would allow minors to gender transition without parental involvement. Couple that with what's going on at the American Medical Association and tell our listeners what they really need to be thinking about down the line with this. Yeah, absolutely. So the AMA has been pushing for over a decade now to drop pedophilia from being a disorder to a sexual preference. And so assuming that that goes through and we drop it down to a sexual preference, um, we're now, I mean, you have to look at the bigger picture and how are all of these things feeding into each other and how are we harming our daughters uh, when it comes to protecting them against sexual predators. As it stands right now, one out of four young girls before the age of 18 face some level of sexual abuse. And let's say that your daughter's in a really, and this is uncomfortable, I know it's uncomfortable, we need to be thinking about this. If your daughter is in an unfortunate, dangerous situation with a predator and he coerces her to go get an abortion, the doctors, like nobody's required to tell you, mom and dad, you never even find out. And that means she's still in this cycle of abuse and there's nothing you can do about it. And, and we have to remember that there, you have to look at more than just just this one slice of the pie. There's a much bigger pie, and it's terrifying, it's horrifying, and it's about to happen in Ohio if we don't get out and vote no this November. And the amendment does talk about essentially uh, protecting the people who abort and allow for these reproductive health decisions. And to me, I'm not a legal scholar, but when you talk about um, reclassifying pedophilia from a disorder to a preference, um, you you are creating protection for the pedophile. You're creating protection for the abortion doctor. And you're not allowing anyone to step in and say, this is wrong. This needs to be prosecuted and this needs to be stopped. Absolutely terrifying. You write, as voters, we have a responsibility to protect the basic health and wellness of women and children in Ohio, especially as that health and safety is jeopardized by out-of-state radicals attempting to use the proposed amendment as a Trojan horse to advance their extreme agenda I hope and pray that my fellow Ohio residents see through the web of euphemisms and join me in rejecting this anti-woman, anti-parent, anti-life amendment issue one on or before November 7th. So it's a no in November, right? Absolutely. No in November. All right. Logan, uh, thank you. You are doing God's work. Literally keep up the good work and uh, can't wait to have you back uh, to give us some updates about what you're hearing in the field. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thanks for carving out time. Hey, stay tuned. Uh, We'll be back with the Bruce Hooley Show on the other side of this break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.